Yes, I love America. I love being a citizen of this country. I love my passport because when I come back to America, they let me in. But we still have to remember at the end of the day, we are citizens of heaven. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder. And today here on Tuesday, June 27th, as we approach Independence Day next week, we want to once again talk about the importance of America's foundation. I preached a sermon that deals with the the founding father's thoughts on God in the Bible. And we're going to be quoting today John Adams, Patrick Henry, Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, Benjamin Franklin, John Quincy Adams, Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson, Andrew Jackson, Harry Truman, Gerald Ford, and Rutherford B. Hayes, and talk about how all of these founding fathers or presidents of the United States had a, a, a deep conviction of faith in God or the Bible. Not to say they're all Bible-believing, born-again Christians. Many were. But all of them, almost without exception, had a high respect for Scripture and for Christianity. And so this is something that is missing from our discourse today. You're not going to hear about this on the news or History Channel documentaries. But but In Grace and other organizations want to make sure we keep this in the forefront of people here in this country, especially as we approach the reason for our country, and that is the, the day that we celebrate our freedom on Independence Day. And also, we have a brand new video series, The Secret to America's Greatness, where I take my grandkids to explain to them that we are a great nation, that we are not a racist nation, and I want to show them America, and I bring them to Pikes Peak and the Grand Canyon and the Redwoods in California and Washington, D.C., and I want to show them why America's a great nation. So if you want to get that brand new video series, it's an Ingrace adventure, The Secret to America's Greatness. Make a gift of any amount to Ingrace, and then more people hear the gospel, and you'll get this great video by DVD or digital download. Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. We do need Christianity in our country, and that's what uh, hopefully we can help do as citizens of our country is promote Christianity within our, our neighborhoods, uh, on our communities, and within our governmental leaders. And also, uh, it is because we were the light to the world, one of the reasons that we're a great nation, because we've sent missionaries, many missionaries, with the gospel across the world. So we supported Israel, by and large, not every time, but mostly we're a friend of Israel. I believe God blesses that. God blesses us because we were a lighthouse to the world in missions, and God blesses us because of our foundation in, in God. So what are some of those things? How about John Adams? John Adams was a, a statesman, an attorney, a diplomat, of course, a founding father, second president of the United States. He was the first vice president of the United States. And he said this, our constitution is designed only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for any other. Just amazing words. This is Patrick Henry. He was a governor of Virginia. He was an attorney, a planter, a politician, an orator. He's best known, of course, 
for speaking those famous words in the Second Virginia Convention in 1775, give me liberty or give me death. And he said this, it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians. Not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship. Think about that. It's Christianity that has afforded the peoples of the world freedom to worship in whatever way that is, but it's because of Christianity that they arrived at that. Thomas Jefferson, the famous Thomas Jefferson, the Basically, the writer, he had some help, but basically the penman of the Declaration of Independence. First Secretary of State, second Vice President, third President, the thing that he wanted to be remembered for was the author of the Declaration of Independence. Wow. Jefferson was only 34 when he wrote this great uh, declaration, and it was so eloquent and so far advanced for his time period he started off by saying, when, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect for the opinions of mankind requires that they declare the causes which impel them to the separation. That was the first paragraph. Paragraph two says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. He said, if a nation expects to be ignorant and free, it expects what never was and never will be. Thomas Jefferson, what an amazing founding father of ours. And then there is Samuel Adams, a statesman, a political philosopher, of course, a founding father, second cousin to his fellow founding father, President John Adams, and he said this, the rights of the colonists as Christians may be best understood by reading and carefully studying the institution of the great lawgiver and head of the Christian church, which are to be found clearly written and promulgated in the New Testament, Sam Adams. And then Benjamin Franklin, we all love Ben, right? He was a humorist, an inventor, diplomat, writer, printer, philosopher, postmaster, uh, invented uh, um, the, part of the major theory of electricity, came from him, of course, the Franklin stove, and other, many other inventions. But he said this, introduce into public affairs the principles of Christianity, and it will change the face of the world. Benjamin Franklin. And then John Quincy Adams, the sixth president of the United States. He was the secretary of state. He was an ambassador, a U.S. senator, U.S. representative, 
and the eldest son of the second president, John Quincy Adams said this, from the day of the declaration, they, the American people, were bound by the laws of God, which they all, and by the laws of the gospel, which they nearly all acknowledged as the rules of their conduct. Are you getting an education today in why America is great? Abraham Lincoln, our 16th president of the United States. Abraham Lincoln, what an amazing man he was. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president, his son Robert, who was quite a railroad entrepreneur and really the surviving son, Abraham Lincoln really ended up not having uh, very few uh, relatives, grandchildren or anything like that. But uh, he had suffered great tragedy, lost two sons while he was at the White House. His mother died when he was seven years old. He was born in Kentucky, came to live in Indiana in his uh, formative years, and then uh, young adolescence, we'd say. And then he went to Illinois, the land of Lincoln. So he came to power when the states were rebelling and seceding, and, uh, but historians put him usually right behind Washington in terms of being a favorite president. Lincoln was no doubt a genius. For example, when he gave the Gettysburg Address, it only had 267 words in it. But uh, a gentleman by the name of Edward Everett, who was also from Illinois, gave a two-hour oration. Later, he remarked that he wished that he could have captured the essence of what Lincoln did in his maybe three-minute address or less. And you know, when he concluded that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people, by the people, for the people shall not perish from the earth. What a statement. Oh. You know, he wanted to govern his last uh, uh, State of the Union. He said, with malice towards none and charity for all. Lincoln believed in the Bible. Mm -hmm. he, he talked about that it was the most precious book that had ever been given to man. This is one of the most beautiful memorials in all of Washington, D.C. Yeah. Can you imagine making that decision that he had to make to, even though he knew there, there would be war, there would be brothers fighting brothers, right? but to, to sign the Emancipation Proclamation to say, we all are created equal. Right. We should not have this right. institution that had been around for centuries called slavery. Right the boldness of that move. Are you concerned about the direction of America? Do you want to understand the secrets behind America's greatness? In Grace's series, The Secret to America's Greatness is just what you need. This video series offers insight into America's founding principles. Travel with Jim Scudder Jr. and his grandkids as he rediscovers America's founding principles and passes it on to the next generation. Traveling from coast to coast, he will explore the rich history and values that have shaped our great nation. You can get this series as a thank you when you give any amount to InGrace. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C.? and Is America a Christian Nation? These videos explore the spiritual foundations of our nation and offer hope for our future. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to learn about America's rich history and spiritual heritage. To support InGrace's mission and reach more people with the gospel, visit ingraceradio.com or call 800-78-GRACE. 
You can also write to Ingrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. That's ingraceradio.com or 800-78-GRACE. How about Teddy Roosevelt? Teddy Roosevelt, the Rough Rider, statesman, conservative, uh, conservationist, a naturalist, historian, a writer, uh, 26th president of the United States, 25th vice president of the United States. What did Theodore Roosevelt say? The teachings of the Bible are so interwoven and entwined with our whole civic and social life that it would be impossible for us to figure to ourselves what that life would be if these teachings were removed. And Woodrow Wilson, our 28th president of the United States, he said this, America was born a Christian nation. America was born to exemplify that devotion to the elements of righteousness which are derived from the revelation of Holy Scripture. And so it is through our history, president after president, founding father after founding father, that we see the essentialness of God in our government, in our country, in Christianity in particular. And we are at the White House, uh, a house of so many presidents, and we asked Andrew Phipps about some of those presidents. Andrew Phipps, here we are at the White House. Right. A, a, a very beautiful place. Yes, it is. And it's also a symbol of, of strength and power and freedom. So tell me a little bit about some of the things that you know about some of the presidents that we've had in the United States. Uh, presidents, Andrew Jackson said the Bible is the foundation of this republic. Harry Truman said that our laws came from Mount Sinai, and if we ever forget it, we will become a totalitarian state with no rights except for the state. Gerald Ford, the 38th president, said uh, uh, Christianity is just a part of Americana. Woodrow Wilson said America was born a Christian nation. Rutherford B. Hayes, a great Christian, would not allow drinking in the White House and wanted hymns and psalms sung in the evening. Franklin Roosevelt ordered testaments to be printed at government expense and given to the soldiers. He said it will be a sense of encouragement, inspiration, and will help you in the days to come. Theodore Roosevelt had a wonderful quote. He said, to educate a man in mind and not in morals is to educate a menace to society. And so with our rights come responsibilities. And I do believe that the future of our republic, so to speak, is in the balances of whom we select to occupy that Oval Office. It's such an important place. You know, with the upheaval around the world and a lot of discord at home, perhaps we together can pray and seek God collectively and individually that God in 2 Chronicles 7, 14 said he would hear from heaven, forgive our sins and heal our lands, but we need to turn from our wicked ways. And people will say, well, you're saying we need more Christianity in our government. What about separation of church and state, right? And that's a common question. Most people think that separation of church and state is actually in our Bill of Rights, but it's not. It's not. Here's what the Bill of Rights says the, in our First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. 
They did not want a state religion because that's what they had in England. And then everyone that wasn't of that stripe uh, was uh, banned or persecuted or whatever it was. And so our founders did not want that, but they did not mean that we didn't want God, we didn't want Christianity in government. And so therefore, uh, that's an important thing. And again, it's what we're built on. It's what our, our, our government is all about. Our laws are all about, basically, the laws of Moses. And here's one more clip that we'll play in front of the Supreme Court. There are many people in the United States that say, you know, there should be no God in government, uh, you know, separation of church and state is always screamed, although that wasn't the intent of that right. clause. It was just there shouldn't be a state religion. Right. But what those people aren't realizing that the, here in the Supreme Court, we have the basis of our law yeah. is the law of God, the, the law, law of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, Moses is in this Supreme Court, or at least the character of holding sure. the tablet of stone. So how do you how do you erase that from our history? You can't. It's it's literally etched in stone. It is, and by the same token, we see it at work in the uh, halls of Congress, where now they're trying to remove over the committee rooms uh, uh, any references to God or under God, mm. and trying to take that from the Pledge of Allegiance, even trying to see, change our national anthem. I think it's a change in culture. Culture consists of the arts, the literature, the music of any people. And now what we're seeing, unfortunately, Pastor, we're seeing a, a culture that is anti-God, that hates the Lord Jesus Christ, that hates biblical principles, that dislikes absolutes, dislikes what the Bible has to say, and they want it to be predicated upon some kind of uh, moral relativism that basically says, if you feel comfortable in doing this, it's acceptable, and it's going to lead us to ruin if we can't get that that sense of direction. That philosophy has to change, and we need better law schools. We need better universities that reinforce the concepts that make people who they are. You see, in education, education is changing a person's attitudes, and then that will produce a corresponding change in behavior. Edu, E-D-U-C means that in Latin means you lead it from. You lead it from ignorance to in being informed. And unless people can be informed and know right from wrong, and the only way we can interpret that is that we have to have a measuring stick. We have to have a barometer. We have to have a thermostat. And for me, it's the Word of God, the Holy Bible. Isaiah 5.20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. We still have to remember at the end of the day, we are citizens of heaven. It says in Philippians 3, in verse 20, for our conversation, which means citizenship, is in heaven. For those that have received Jesus Christ by faith, you're saved and you're a citizen of heaven. Yes, I love America. I love being a citizen of this country. I love my passport because when I come back to America, they let me in. And often, those customs guys uh, will say, welcome home. And I love that. Uh, but ultimately, we're citizens of a greater country, the country which is heaven. 
From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So don't despair. Don't despair. Serve the Lord with gladness. Do everything that you can, but then ultimately rest in the power of Almighty God that he knows what he's doing. So what is the secret to America's greatness? It is the Lord God. And the further we drift from him, the further we will be from greatness. Do you know Jesus Christ? Have you received him by faith? We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus had no sin. He was made sin for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21, look it up. For he, God, hath made him Christ who knew no sin to be made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We all deserve separation from God in hell, but that's not what God wants. God loves you so much for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How do we receive eternal life? By believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, trusting in him, realizing that we are sinners and we can't save ourselves, putting our faith in Jesus that he will save us from our sins. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Have you received that gift called eternal life? If you have it, you can do it today. All you have to do is realize you're a sinner and understand that Jesus will save you from your sins if you'll simply trust in him alone. It's not about religion. It's not about being a good citizen. It's about putting your trust in the Son of God who died for you and rose again. And then once you've done that, the Bible says that you're in Christ. You are saved. You're in the hand of God. Can you do anything to get out of God's hand? No, he loves you so much, he will keep you. Nothing can separate you from his love. But now we just need to learn how to please him, how to live for him, how to be obedient children. And we now have the spirit of God indwelling us to give us the ability to overcome those temptations and sins in our life and to live a life pleasing to him. But salvation is not by what we do, it's about what Jesus did and trusting in him. Well, I hope that you have received Jesus by faith. If you haven't, call us and we will help you with that. 1-800-78-GRACE. 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, please leave us a voicemail and we'll get back to you. Or you can contact us on our website, ingraceradio.com. Now, you heard a lot of clips today from Andrew Phipps, a friend of mine, a historian, as we went to Washington, D.C. And uh, I'm going to tell you in a minute how you can get that video series where him and I go to Washington, D.C. and try to find God there. And we we did, but not necessarily in the politicians, although there are some good Bible-believing people, born-again people in our government. But we found God in the monuments, in the buildings, in the memorials. And I love it that God is there and they can hardly get rid of him uh, without chiseling away the stone. So to get that video and another one called America's Christian History, Did God Intervene? And another video all dealing with America and our foundation upon God, 
a brand new one that we just finished, The Secret to America's Greatness, where I take my grandkids, Charlie, Willow, and Chloe on a grand United States adventure. We cover all the way from Colorado, Pikes Peak, to the Redwoods in California. And then we go to Baltimore to talk about how our flag survived the bombardment there at Fort McHenry, and then Washington, D.C., where I can take my kids and show them God's involvement in the foundation of our country. To get this brand new video series, The Secret to America's Greatness, contact us today, make a gift of any amount, and we'll send it to you either by DVD or digital download. If your gift is $35 or more, we're going to send you those other two videos, America's Christian History, Did God Intervene? And Can You Find God in Washington, D.C.? Rediscover America's founding principles with Jim Scudder Jr. as he embarks on a cross-country journey and in Grace's new video series, The Secret to America's Greatness. Give any amount to InGrace and receive this series. When you support InGrace's mission to spread the gospel with a gift of $35 or more, call now, 800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.